Hey guys, and welcome back to Deep in the Most. I'm your host, DJ. And I'm your host, Sam. And we're coming back to you again with another nighttime nostalgia episode. I'm so fucking excited for this because, for one, I love the concept idea of nighttime nostalgia, where we just reminisce on the times that used to be. Um, we did this last year for the first time with our Courage the Cowardly Dog episode. If you haven't seen it, check it out. We roasted s'mores in that episode. We looked like our cats. It was a blast. And I'm just super excited about this. I want to crank these out more often, but we've got other series that we're already involved in at the moment, like our FNC series, our Myth Mashups. So, you know, it, it's coming. And... We were asking you guys to send us questions for a Q&A because we were supposed to answer questions in this episode. We barely got any. We got one this time. So we will be answering that after we get into what we're talking about today. So today in episode 76, we are going to be diving into the the crazy world of Ed, Ed and Eddie conspiracy theories because there's so many of them out there and... There's some that stuck out to us and that we thought were interesting, and we're going to share them with you today. Also, my little look for today is a Black Widow-inspired look, the spider, not the Marvel character. Um, so yeah, let's just get into this. We don't have a dose of the most, but instead, we are going to be giving you a couple more horror movie recommendations. But before we do, let's answer this, answer this question really quick. All right, let's do it. The question was, what is one paranormal experience that you have had? Me personally, I've said this multiple times on the show, but I don't really have a paranormal experience that I've necessarily like experienced. Besides like walking into a dark room and like psyching myself out, I don't really have paranormal experiences to share. So, what do you? Um, I think it's the one that I've already mentioned before about being like, being a kid and um, being in like music or choir or whatever, and being at Cutter's Steakhouse for those of you, those of you that remember what Cutter's is, awesome. Uh, it's a steakhouse, so we were there to do a performance for Christmas, and I looked back and saw this like spirit or apparition or whatnot, and then I turned away and looked back again, and they were gone. So yeah, that was our question, and we are still running our giveaway. If you want to win $31 for the 31 days of Halloween, you can enter in the giveaway by subscribing to our YouTube channel at Deeper Than Most and commenting under one of our videos, and then sending us a screenshot for proof. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, we have a little pop-up here so you can see it. We will be announcing the giveaway winner in our spooky spooktacular episode. <laughs> Let's get into these horror movie recommendations. First we have animal horror and then we have water horror. Ooh, that's always fun. Oh, and before we do anything, you know we had to come with the spooky cocktails and spooky alcoholic drinks because that's just what we do. We have blood samples and bloody syringes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> As well as this awesome ass cocktail called the Frankenstein Margarita. <laughs> so, the first category, which is animal horror, that's not normal. Run! So, our first recommendation is Pet Cemetery, which is the 1989 version, aka the original. And 
honestly, I love this movie. I vividly remember watching this when I was like in the third or fourth grade. Yo. And it was terrifying at the time. But the Pet Cemetery follows the story of a grieving father who is dealing with a traumatic situation, aka a terrible loss. At his home, he discovers an ancient burial ground, and things go awry once the dead are raised. And, you know, it's just animals basically coming back from the dead. Um, the concept is pretty different, though. I like that. Because not often are animals really used in a horror sense, so it's cool. I mean, unless they're being killed off, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, it's nice to see, like, animals getting theirs in a horror movie. It's nice. Yo, so fun fact, I've never I've never seen Pet Cemetery. I've always heard about Pet Cemetery and I know what it's about. I've just never watched it. It's good and it's definitely 80s. Like when you watch it, you know it's from the 80s. I love that. Yeah. I lo I like I like shit like that. Like the animals and the graphics and everything. It's pretty it's it's good. It's really really good. It puts you back in that time, which is kind of perfect for today's episode with us taking a step back in time, getting a little nostalgic. Mm -hmm. For our nostalgic episodes, we like to tone down the lighting, you know, make it more chill. So, sure. yeah. Our second film recommendation is The Curse 2, The Bite. And this is a 1989 film. And the reason I only chose the second one because I never saw the first one and I was only introduced to the second one on VHS. The film follows young lovers Clark and Lisa as they unwittingly pass through an abandoned nuclear test site which has become a breeding ground for deadly mutant snakes. Clark is bitten, which leads to a grotesque transformation. Ooh, so it's like Spider-Man, but Snake-Man and scary. This film was also directed by Federico Prosperi. And he doesn't have any other works aside from this and one other movie called The Wild Beast. Never seen it, but it looks Ooh. interesting. And that brings us to our second set of horror movie recommendations. Waterborne Horror. The first one we have is Piranha from 2010. Ring Break turns gory when an underground tremor releases hundreds of prehistoric, carnivorous, and hungry fish into Lake Victoria. And this film is directed by Alexandre Aha. I haven't seen that, but I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard people say they love that shit or that it was trash. Me personally, I think it sucks. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Our next water horror recommendation is one of, like, it's a really good movie, honestly. Not one of my favorite movies, but I feel like this movie was executed very well, and that is 47 Meters Down. And this movie is from 2017, so not too old, but definitely not new. Two sisters vacationing in Mexico are trapped in a shark cage at the bottom of the ocean with less than an hour of oxygen left and great white sharks circling nearby. They must fight to survive. I'd be terrified. So that was our horror movie recommendations, water horror and animal horror. Honestly, we don't see enough of those. At all. So guys, not only did we have those awesome movie recommendations for you, we also have three cool Halloween quizzes that we're going to do. And honestly, we love quizzes on this show. So the first one we're going to do is watched it or skipped it. And this one is, are you a millennial, a Gen Z, or a cusper? So the first one is Scream. Have you watched it or skipped it? Watched it. Watched it for sure. The second one is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Watched it. The next one is Halloween Town. Definitely watched it. Yup. And the next one is Liar Liar Vampire. I've never seen that. Same. Ooh, one of my favorite movies, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Watched it. Definitely. 
Hocus Pocus. Watched, of course. Never seen it. I've definitely watched. Goosebumps. Watched it's it. got a picture of the new one, but I've watched the original, so I'm gonna put watched it anyway. Right. The Haunted Mansion. I actually love that movie. It's a great movie. I've yeah. watched it. Halloween, the first one, 1978. I think I've seen the first Halloween. Yeah, I've watched it. But I'm not too sure, so I'm gonna put skip. Okay, okay. The next one is Hotel Transylvania, and I ain't never seen it. Same. I've always heard about the characters, but I've never like watched it. Next one is Double Double Toil and Trouble, and I have seen that because that's the Olsen twins. Yeah, I've seen that actually. Yeah. The next one is My Babysitter's a Vampire. So I've actually seen this like when it was a show on Disney Channel. And then I don't know if they ended up making it into a movie, which they shouldn't have done. Right. Next one is Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Um, 1984. I think I have seen the original. Yeah, but it was a long time ago. The next one is Halloween Town High. Ooh, this is a favorite. Monster House, of course. I love that movie. Invisible Sister. I've never seen that. Never, never heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> the Witches, 1990. I don't, I don't think know. I've it seen sounds that. familiar, but I'm going to skip it because I don't know if I've seen it. Same. Scooby Doo. With the hot Velma, guys. <laughs> yes, the hot Velma. Um, yeah. I have seen that one. I feel yeah. like everybody has. The next one is Fun Size, and I ain't never seen this shit. Is that Victoria Justice? I don't think I've seen that either. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Girl versus Monster, never seen it. The next one. Casper. Another great movie? Coraline. Not Caroline. Coraline. Man, so we all like Sister Sister, but did we watch Twitches? Hell yeah, I fucking love Twitches. Oh my god. That was my shit. Next one, Truth or Dare. I don't think I've seen that. I don't even know what year that one is, because there's like, I think a couple of these. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm going to just skip. So mine says I'm a cusper. You're definitely a cusper. You enjoy the newer Halloween content, but your heart really belongs to the stuff you watched as a kid or you saw your older siblings enjoy. Fun fact, I'm the oldest sibling. You mostly just live for Halloween Town. Mm. Um, unpopular opinion. I didn't really like Halloween Town that much. I definitely watched it just because it was a Disney movie and I love mm -hmm. Disney movies. I love DCOMs. So I watched all of them because of that simple fact, but I didn't really like it that much. So mine says, you are a millennial. Ah, the nostalgia of watching a 90s Disney Channel Halloween movie. Is there honestly anything better? Hell no, there's nothing better. <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree. There ain't shit better. Because that's just great. It's amazing. Our next quiz, answer some questions to see which horror movie villain matches your personality. Choose a pumpkin. So there's one... It has green fog coming out of it. There's one with white fog coming out of it. There's one on somebody's, or like a scarecrow pumpkin head. There's just a white child holding. <laughs> There's a white child holding um, a painted pumpkin. There's a big smile, creepy looking pumpkin, and there's this terrifying pumpkin. I'm gonna go with the scary one. I'm gonna go with the one that looks like a, a scarecrow with a purple background or whatever. It says choose a Halloween image. So you got two pumpkins, both with like little smiles. One has an evil smile and grin on it with a little candle inside. You have a invisible woman or a man over there. And then you, and then so you, you have some bone daddies. <laughs> <laughs> bone daddies. 
You got another smoky head pumpkin on somebody's shoulder. And then you have a Dia de los Muertos skull on like some books. With, and then the last image is like a creepy forest. I'm going with the bone daddy. Yeah, I'm going to go with the bone daddy too. What are you most scared of? Needles, the dark, clowns, spiders, water, or nightmares? The dark, for sure. I'm going to say water on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with water on that one. Choose a treat. So you got some crusty-ass brownies. <laughs> you got some brownies. You got sweet potato Right. <laughs> Pie, motherfucking gummy worms. <laughs> you got chocolate bits <laughs> and motherfucking cup. I'm going with the chocolate bits. I'm gonna go with the chocolate bits. <laughs> Lastly, how would your friends describe you? Intense, honest, smart, quiet, creative, or funny? I'm gonna go with creative. I'm a funny motherfucker sometimes, dude. <laughs> I'm Pennywise from it. I got Michael Myers from the original Halloween. And our last and final quiz is, are you a horror movie expert? Absolutely, positively. What movie is this picture from? And it's like a lady just wrapped up in gauzes. This is Goodnight Mommy. I know that. So yeah, we got that right. Nice. The next one is, what movie is this picture from? And we, if you've seen the movie, you know. So it's this black woman with this wig on. This shit crazy. And she got... <laughs> Got her vein. <laughs> and his motherfucking vein is going crazy on her forehead right now. It's a little lightning strike vein that you get when you just be. She got a tear yeah, and she's smiling. Going through it, man. Definitely, we know it's get out. Mm -hmm. It's a demon behind a white man's head. Insidious. Obviously, um, it's a little girl. Her eyes are wide. It's a straightforward shot, and that is us. What movie is this picture from? You got these twins, these motherfucking twins with their little blue dresses and their little, their little bows tied around their waist with their little long socks on. Definitely the, the Shining. Sinister, got four people hanging from a tree. Oh, yep. Sinister for sure. Oh, hell yeah. I got nine out of ten correct. I scored 89% better than all quiz takers. And my quote is, here's Johnny. That famous quote should be no mystery to you because you're a horror movie expert. And they damn skippy because, yep, I know. Now it's time to get into the hunk and chunk of this episode. Mm -hmm. What I've been so excited for, like, I'm ready. So we're going to get into the Ed, Ed, and Eddie conspiracies. And there's a whole bunch of them, so... We're just going to take them one by one mm. and analyze each of them. Just for people that are unaware before we even get into the conspiracy theories, just a quick rundown of what Ed and Eddie is. I'm just going to give you like the Google definition of what Ed and Eddie was because this show is just a lot of things and it's hard to put it in a box. Like any boys trying to survive their adolescence, Ed, Ed, and Eddie are as clueless about girls as everything else. Eddie may not be the brains of the trio, but he's the idea guy. Always scheming and dragging his buddies along. And you know, Eddie's the one with like the three little tufts of hair. Yeah, <laughs> and he always coming up with a fucking scam. Ed, Ed and Eddie go on summer go on summertime adventures involving part-time jobs, tree houses, and of course, girls. Which honestly Looking back at the show, it wasn't even it wasn't even like that. It was everything but that. It was everything <laughs> but that. Yeah. Our first theory is the kids are all unalive. 
This theory suggests that during the various time periods between the 1900s and 2000s, the Peach Creek kids are stuck in an endless purgatory. It suggests that their environments reflect their past lives and how they died. This makes a lot of sense. It's kind of interesting that this is like one of the first theories that pops up when you search for conspiracy theories on this cartoon because I remember like a while ago, I would always get stuck in these little rabbit holes of finding conspiracy theories for TV shows. And this was like at the top of those lists usually. But yeah, this is like the number one conspiracy theory that I've heard as well. And honestly... With all the shit that be going on, it makes a lot of sense. It really does. Yeah, just to get into who the people are and their situations, you have Rolf, who's the son of a shepherd, but he was tragically trampled by a farm animal. And then you have Jimmy, who tragically died during the 1920s of leukemia because his family couldn't afford treatment. I'm sorry, but that's tragic as fuck. And then you have Eddie, which is three tusks Eddie. <laughs> He's a 30s con artist who drowned running from scam victims, which honestly, putting him in the 1930s kind of makes sense now because I never like really thought about that before. But the way he be plotting and scheming is kind of crazy. Exactly. And the overall consensus is that like, you know, the whole reincarnation theory is at play here and these people are just reincarnated into these kids mm -hmm. pretty much. And that's why they act grown as hell. And that's why they're crazy as fuck. And they be talking all that shit. Because, I mean, they were adults. It's kind of crazy, though, that Eddie was scamming folks in his past life and came back still scamming. Then you have Double D, who was an 80s neglected kid who died from a science experiment going wrong. You know, Double D is like the super smart one mm -hmm. with the do-rag on. Or a do-rag. We're going to call it a do-rag for sure. Well, I don't know what the fuck it is. A, sock, a lock sock. So now we have Big Ed and Sarah. And Big Ed's the big, the big guy with the green coat and... The quote-unquote, you know, dumb one. Right. And Sarah's the little loud mouth that always gets mad all the time. They were 50s kids who died in a car crash. That's kind of sad, though. And they're actually siblings. Yeah. And then next we have Naz, who's a 70s flower child who died a non-PG death with, with her parents at that. And then we have Kevin, who was beaten to death by his father. And in terms of Johnny, he just died. And didn't even really say how... Johnny's the black king, right? Yeah, he just died. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't, they didn't they even try. say how he... They did. <laughs> They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> next. <laughs> we already know what happened here. <laughs> gang, gang! <laughs> oh, do you believe this theory? It's a plausible theory, but I don't know. I feel like we may have other ones that might seem a little, a little more in the realm of. I mean, you can believe more than one theory. More things can be true at once. Oh, yeah. I believe this theory. It makes a lot of sense, um, especially given like. The type of death that each of the children endured, well, you know, in their past lives, um, it just meshes well with their actual character in the show. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I actually kind of like that theory. It's the, it's the most tame out of all the theories, I believe, in yeah. my personal opinion. The second theory is the Eds represent psychological outcomes of neglect. Oof, so we starting to get a little... We're going in there. We're you know, we're getting a little serious. Big Ed can often be seen going through emotional abuse. And here are some examples. His parents seemingly spoil Sarah while he lives in the basement. Mm -hmm. Facts. That shit wrong. 
And his room is always depicted as dirty while Sarah's is clean. And I feel like in the show, they low-key try to paint it off as just like Big Ed being dirty, but uh, it's not the case. No. You look at his room, he got the little bucket on the floor. He got his little underwear on the floor. You think it's a pot to piss <laughs> <laughs> that's literally bro no like and i know we laughing about it now but like it's a pot to piss in it's a pot to piss in, man double d is neglected and lacking parental affection and double d is the smart one quote unquote um his parents are never home and treat him more like a maid they only communicate with him through sticky notes and most of the times the notes want him to do chores damn that's cold shit never i love you never really proud of you saying just and he's so smart, yeah. Last one is Eddie. And Eddie deals with abuse from his older brother with no parental intervention. That's really sad as well. I feel like that can very much happen in real life. And I'm sure it does, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's interesting because... If you ever notice, if you've watched the show, you see how he freaks out every time his brother's about to come around. He gets all scared and shit. Everybody. That makes sense. Yeah. Holy fuck. Uh -huh. Let us know what you guys think about these theories and if you believe them, because, I don't know. Like, I feel like the Ed, Ed, and Eddie conspiracies are always, like, spot on because it just makes so much sense. And there's a lot of source material to pull from to support the theories and the ideas behind this, because... I mean, you can't make this shit up, y'all. Right. And it's, it's like I always say, like, well, I don't even say it on the show, but usually it's movies and shows, they don't just say shit just to say shit. It'd be, it'd be shit that'd be going on. Exactly. But that brings us to our third theory, which is the jawbreaker thirst is actually addiction. That makes a lot of sense, too, because them motherfuckers... They be going crazy for some jawbreakers. Jawbreakers are a hot commodity in Peach Creek, but why? The theory states that the kids are actually young adults that are addicted to drugs, and the jawbreakers potentially reference a drug like cocaine or speed or whatever. Yeah. You often see all these kids in the cul-de-sac going crazy just to get a jawbreaker, and there was one episode where they were even going crazy about juju beans. There was like a whole jawbreaker episode, too, yeah. where it was like about the biggest jawbreaker that they could fucking yeah. get. And theory goes that like Kevin is like the rich kid and his dad's like a drug lord. So he's a drug dealer. The Eds even think of outlandish schemes to get money just to buy a jawbreaker, man. It's that serious. Those were our first three conspiracies, but we have a shitload more, so... Before we get into those, we're going to take a moment to thank our sponsor, and we will see And we're back. Our fourth theory is that each Peach Creek kid is one of the seven deadly sins. Um, honestly, I haven't seen this theory, so I'm intrigued. I was Wait, intrigued really? when I like saw it, so I, yeah, I've never actually seen this theory, although it makes sense. So this theory states that each of the kids and the entire cul-de-sac embody the seven deadly sins as follows. So Eddie, we already know who Eddie is. He represents greed, which is why he's always scheming for money. Yeah. It makes sense. It just does. Big Ed represents the sloth who is lazy in nature. That's why his room always looks a mess. That's why he's always just like, just gone, just there. Oh, he's just there. <laughs> um, Johnny, who's Johnny again? A black kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's just sad as fuck. Go and that nigga gotta represent envy. <laughs> Johnny's supposed to represent envy. Um, which is why he's jealous of others having real friends because he's the only black kid in the cult, Zach. 
nigga friends with a piece of wood, nigga. <laughs> no niggas in the cul-de-sac. <laughs> Roll the closest thing. Roll the closest thing to a nigga in that cul-de-sac. And they ain't even homeboys. But you gotta give him. You gotta give him that though. That nigga creative. He made his own friend. Exactly. Fuck you talking about. Next is Kevin, who represents pride. He's boastful and flashy in nature. Facts. Fuck Kevin. Yeah, he an asshole. Who with that little backward ass hat. That shit tight. So next is Sarah. She represents wrath. And that's why she's always like a bitch. That's why she's a hothead. Like, she's just mean for no reason. She's a bully. Then there's Rolf. And he represents gluttony. And this is shown through his love of meat and his little locker stash that he has. Next is the entire cul-de-sac, which represents lust. You want to know why? Because everybody be lusting after Naz's fine ass. Which, she's not even that cute, but, you know. To the cul-de-sac, everybody want her. You thought I was feeling you? But yeah, those are the seven deadly sins <laughs> and much. That brings us to our next theory, which is theory number five. The entire series takes place over the course of one year. That's wild. That's a crazy ass year. <laughs> Them niggas fighting over jawbreakers. Got a whole city dedicated to the plank. This theory states that the reason that the summer seems so long is because it's just a summer vacation. Summer vacation used to feel long as a kid. This theory says that all the episodes seen happen over the course of the same summer. The episodes where they are in school and the holiday episodes all happen the next year after. Also, the big picture movie is said to take place the following summer. So, the summer after that, huh. that school year. What, the Ed, Ed, Eddie movie? Theory number six. Plank isn't just wood. He's a chaotic entity. Johnny's two by four imaginary friend has a very suspicious. What? Why the black friend gotta have the bullshit? I don't know. That nigga ain't even got a backstory. So let's just like. <laughs> so let's just be happy that he was there. <laughs> Fuck all of that. Hey, Danny Antonucci. Why, bro? Why y'all ain't get? Why y'all ain't give Johnny a backstory? Why he got this? Mm-hmm. But I. Maybe it's for the black audience to. <laughs> to imagine and create ourselves on an individual level. Nigga doing that shit. Well, <laughs> should I look? That's too damn bad. I'm too damn bad. So yeah, Johnny's two by four imaginary friend has a very suspicious sentience. The theory states that Plank is a supernatural entity. Damn, I'm sitting there like very perplexing. <laughs> Like that nigga off of That's So Raven. That's so Raven. It's the future I can see. That's so It's so mysterious to me. <laughs> bro, we be lit on this podcast, bro. So, he isn't necessarily evil, but he certainly stirs the pot throughout the cul-de-sac on a daily basis. Because that nigga messy. He even uses his deviant humor to cause fun chaos. Yeah, shit be crazy up in that cul-de-sac. And... Most of the time, it was because of Plank's evil ass. And he ain't even had to say shit. And he wasn't even real. And he was the only real friend on that show. Johnny had it made. He just didn't know it. Exactly. That brings us to theory number seven. Big Ed was a K&D experiment. And by K&D, I mean codename Kids Next Door. The theory states that K&D needed an operative who could tank through opponents and threats. So they chose Ed. Ed with one D, Big Ed. Yes, Big Ed. Which, honestly, I don't know how the fuck they would have crossed. I don't believe this one. The problem came when Big Ed became more of a monstrous goon, so they kicked him out to the cul-de-sac. 
So theory number eight is Eddie's brother and Big Ed's mom hooked up. This theory explores the fact that although Big Ed and Sarah are brother and sister, they look nothing alike. And this is so fucking true. Them niggas, they do not look alike at all. Um, She seems to have more in common with Eddie, which is, you know, the scammer. (laughs) They have the same thin lips, same overbite, salty posture, and snappy tendencies. Very true, very true. It states that Eddie's brother and Sarah's mom had an affair. I believe this one. Because, yeah, it is a little suspicious. And, like, where the fuck does Big Ed play? You know, like, what role does he play in this? Next theory is... Theory number nine, the Kanker sisters are demons who love causing havoc. This theory states that the Kanker sisters are obviously very different from the cul-de-sac kids. They are very rude, crude, and over-attracted to the Eds because they are actually demons sent from hell. So you have Lee, who is the oldest and the most aggressive. Lee is the redhead with the curly hair. Uh Uh-huh, and she is the oldest and the most aggressive. And then you have Marie, who's the middle child and the smartest of the sisters, but she easily gets mad and jealous when she sees the Eds talking to other girls. And then we have May, who's the youngest, who has a thing for science, even though she's deemed the dumbest of the three sisters. So she's the big Ed of the group. And our last theory is the cul-de-sac harbors an asylum for the mentally ill. The cul-de-sac seems like an endless summer fantasy, but this theory explores the idea of it being a containment facility for the mentally ill. It is said that each Peach Creek resident is suffering from a mental illness, whether it is delusions of grandeur or destructive personality disorders. Instead of the cul-de-sac being reality, it is all in their heads. That's some twisted shit. That's a good way to end it off. That's wild. Yeah, it's fucked. Because you, you go through the whole show thinking like, damn, these niggas having a tough time all the time. They having a tough time. <laughs> a real tough time. Yeah, definitely. That was all the theories that we decided to talk about today. There's definitely a shitload more theories on this show. So I definitely recommend that you look into them, check them out. Um, they're worth looking into because a lot of this shit just makes sense oddly enough it just all makes sense like all of these theories make sense and i believe this theory too oh hell yeah definitely makes sense shout out to johnny though he held it down for the black people but why he had to be light-skinned like they didn't know how to draw a black character in there we're gonna creep into this wind down these kind words and how you can support the show this time around we have three wind downs and the first one reads which of these theories do you believe i believe all of them uh fucking theories except except for the kid next door theory honestly though i can agree all of them except for the kids next door theory because how would they even cross that don't even make sense at all do these theories make you view the show differently whether that's positively or negatively um not really it just makes me understand the show a little bit better i feel like um being able to pinpoint like the different traits of each character because with this show you have to actually understand the characters to understand the theories otherwise the theories just kind of sound crazy as fuck but the theories going along with who these like kids were and the area and just the circumstances that they were under it all makes sense 
Definitely no. It um it doesn't really make me view the show differently, but I would look at it. I would watch the show again in a more critical mindset because I want to like analyze yeah. it at that point. I want to see like if this theory holds weight or if this theory holds weight. Which honestly, after reading like the first theory where they're like um they're all dead, that I would definitely look at it from that standpoint. And even with them all being mental, I would probably look at it from that standpoint. So. Not necessarily a positive or a negative influence, but definitely a more critical viewing. And our last and final wind down says, which of these theories actually surprised you? Um, For me, it was the whole Kanker Sisters being demons thing. Because I've never seen that theory around. I didn't even know that was a theory that was out there. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of that theory either. But for me, it was theory six with Plank being a chaotic entity and that was our wind down so now we're gonna smoothly roll into our kind words think critically think carefully and also think clearly release your inner child it's nighttime nostalgia baby and it's okay to like feed into your inner child um he or she needs it they need it and they want it so it's okay to do things that your inner child would enjoy because you'll find a lot of joy in that even as an adult um but yeah feeding your inner child is definitely important so do that watch ed net or watch ed and netty or encourage the cowardly dog and I see how you feel on. those are great kind words actually because um you never stop being a kid yeah, you grow up. Yeah, you uh, you get older, but you should never let go of being that kid because that's how you that's how you continue to grow, actually. And that's who shaped and molded you into who you are today. And last but not least, of course, we're gonna tell you how to support the show. But first, once again, please enter our giveaway because nobody has entered, and it's week three, y'all. We're going to announce the winner next week, but if there's no winner, then there's no money being given out, and that's $31 that somebody could have besides us. Once again, to enter our giveaway, all you have to do is subscribe to Deeper Than Most on YouTube, comment under one of our videos, and send us a screenshot for proof. Exactly, exactly. Which... With that being said, that means you can support us that way as well. Like, comment, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Also, also, check us out on our Facebook group, which is always too long for us to say, so we're going to have it here. Um, and if you're feeling generous, please, 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 please follow us and leave some comments on our Instagram at Deeper Than Most PC, and PC stands for podcast. Hell yeah. You feel free to email us at DeeperThanMostPC at gmail.com, which... Yes where we can answer your questions, where we can take recommendations, anything. So We're on the goddamn clock app. So follow us on TikTok at DTM Pod. We be going crazy on there sometimes. We be doing little snippets of the show, um, video versions, and it's a lot of fun over there. We don't post there often, but when we do, it's a good damn time. So head on over there. And also, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to our podcast. Mm -hmm. It really does mean a lot to us. And like we said in the beginning of this year, y'all, we ain't fucking forget. It's the year of elevation. And what are we going to do? Elevate. We're going to continue to do that. Deeper than most is on the rise. And we're going to get to where we want to be. We want to grow the community. We want to expand our content. And we want to produce a better show. So allow us to do that by supporting us and showing us that you appreciate the work that we are putting in.
So I've been your host, DJ. And I've been your host, Sab. This has been another Nighttime Nostalgia episode. Catch us in another spooky room with Deeper Than Most. Thank you.